Welcome to the Grind It Podcast. You know, life can be such a grind at times, and so we're here sharing God's Word with you to encourage you to keep grinding and to not give up. It's time to grind. So here's the host of the Grind It Podcast, the old school skateboarder himself, Randall Tucker. Welcome to the Grind It Podcast. Today we're going to be taking a look at Luke chapter 7. And back in Luke chapter 6 and maybe a little bit before that, we see Jesus beginning to spar, if you will, with the Pharisees and the religious leaders of his day. And, and, and you know, come where they're coming from, thinking that, you know, they are the godly people. They are the examples that are showing people uh, God and how, you know, how they should be living for God. But Jesus has t- told them later on that they actually are, when they convert somebody, they are converting them to hell. And, and Jesus is constantly talking to his disciples, and in, especially in Matthew 23, he just lays down the, the boom on the, the Pharisees and the religious leaders and how not to be like them. And, and so here in, in, in Luke chapter 6, they, they really begin to spar with one another. Jesus is challenging their teachings and, and, the, and the way that they are because they have taken God's law, the Mosaical law in the Old Testament, and, and they interpreted the law, and then they took the interpretation and made them law. And, and, and so they have oppressed the, the Jewish people. They have, they have put the, the Jewish people in such a bind that there, there's, there's no way they could you know, really serve God to their full capabilities and 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 just things like you know why why are your disciples uh, picking the grain you know and harvesting the grain and eating the grain on the Sabbath day why does your disciples not wash their hands just just stuff like that that that, that God didn't bind on people and and they give no grace they give no mercy and, and and that's what when Jesus comes along that's exactly what he does he's showing grace he's showing mercy he's having compassion on the people and, and and they're jealous of Jesus these Pharisees and the re, these religious leaders and in uh, Luke chapter 6 uh, uh, they're going at that point they consider Jesus an enemy and they're gonna try to come up with a way that they can get rid of this guy because they just they don't like Jesus and then also in Luke chapter 6 uh, Luke gives his version of uh, the Sermon on the Mount and then he tells us that Jesus returns to Capernaum. And here in chapter 7, Luke is going to introduce us right off the bat here in Capernaum to this man who, so far, Jesus has his followers, his uh, the people that he has been ministering to, that, you know, people are coming to him from all over. You have crowds following Jesus everywhere that he goes. And the majority of this crowd are the poor and the oppressed, and the sick and the afflicted, those who uh, have demons and you know they have needs, and so they come to Jesus for hope, right? And, and so in Luke chapter 7, we are introduced to a guy who does not fit any of that. This is actually a rich, powerful guy. Uh, he is an officer in the Roman army. He is called a centurion. He is over a group of soldiers. He is a very powerful person. He's going to tell Jesus here in just a little bit that, that he, he says, you know, I tell this person to do that. I tell this person to do that. And they do it. You know, and, and he says, so, I, you know, I'm, I'm a powerful guy. 
uh, just like you is what he's t- going to tell Jesus. And we'll see that later on. But this guy is a Gentile. He is, he is not a Jew. And so far, Jesus has been ministering to uh, Jews and healing people that are Jews. And so this is a Gentile. He is more than likely a, a, a citizen of Rome. or He's come from Rome. He is a Roman officer in a Roman army, which is very unique. And he is a very powerful and, and influential person who has a lot of money. And the reason why I say that he has a lot of money is because he is he is n- not what most people would think of uh, a, a Roman officer or someone in the Roman army because they they did not like the Jews. The Jews did not like them, and and so the the Jews saw the the Roman soldiers as oppressors, and this guy was different. He was a, a great influence in the Jewish communities because he actually took money out of his own bank account, out of his own pocket, and paid for them uh, to, to build a synagogue so that they could worship God. So he, this guy has a, a, a different kind of heart than your average Roman soldier. Uh, he is a man who has authority and as, as I said a while ago, he's used to telling people what to do, and they do it. And, and we don't see that when he asked for Jesus, uh, 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 when, when he asked for Jesus to come and heal his slave, we, we, we don't see the typical uh, Roman soldier attitude. We see a, a, a heart of compassion. Because why would this guy even be worried about or concerned with uh, a slave that is sick and is dying. I mean, why can't he just, you know, get somebody else to take his place? So obviously, this guy has a huge heart. He has a different kind of heart for a, a Gentile and for a, a, a Roman uh, soldier and one who is uh, in higher ranks and one who is in authority and especially one who has a lot of money. He has compassion and and he he cares for this particular slave very much so. And he's going to send uh, some some Jews, a couple of Jewish elders, to go and ask Jesus to come and and heal this slave. So, like I said, this shows this guy's heart that he is full of compassion. He he's given this money to the Jewish community to build a synagogue. So, and the Jews are going to highly speak of of this centurion here in just a minute. Why would why would this guy care for a slave that is probably a Jew? Uh, why would he care so much about this guy? Well, in Luke chapter 7, verse 4, Luke tells us why. Luke says, So they earnestly begged Jesus to help the man. If anyone deserved, this is when the two go, the, uh, when, he, when the centurion sends these two to Jesus, these two Jewish elders, to ask him to come and, and heal this, uh, this slave. It says those two guys, they come to Jesus and it says, so they earnestly beg Jesus to help the man. If if anyone deserves your help, he does, they said, for he loves the Jewish people and he even built a synagogue for us. So you can see that there's mutual feelings between the Jewish people and this Roman centurion uh, who is a man of power, a man who is in a place of authority. 
They are actually pleading for Jesus to come and heal the slave on this man's behalf because they know that this man cares for them deeply. And so a question I want to ask you just right off the bat is, what do people say about you? Do people know that you care? Because you've heard, you may have heard it said before that people don't care what you know until they know how much you care. And, and this is one of the things, you know, I'm just not big on street preachers, and, I, and I'm thankful that people are sharing the gospel on the street. But if you watch, if you just sit back and watch street preachers, nothing ever takes place. People are walking in and out of the store, wherever they're at in the parking lot. They're not paying any attention to this street preacher. I've seen them at football games before, at Tennessee Titans games, at Tennessee uh, uh, Volunteers football games, and, and, and some grocery stores that some of my C stores that I service some gas stations uh, and, and people just just don't pay attention why because they don't know those people they don't know that those people even care anything about them but here's the thing when when when, when we meet a person's need when we get involved in, in, in someone's life in, in, in a certain way and, and we are helping them and we're doing things for them and we're showing them that we actually care about them then we can tell them about Jesus and they'll listen. More than likely. They may not be obedient, but they will listen because they, they see Jesus working in our lives. And if they don't see that, they're not going to pay any attention to anything that we have to say. So my question is, what do people say about you? Do they say the same things like these Jewish people said about this Roman centurion who was in a place of authority, who who uh, could you know tell this person to do this and tell that person to do that, and they would do it. But even though he was in a place of authority, even though he was a Gentile, he wasn't a Jew. They, they shouldn't even like each other. But yet this man has showed compassion on these people by building them a synagogue and and, and, and by caring for this slave and, 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 and just interacting with the Jewish people. And so they, they built a relationship. And so the, these two uh, Jewish elders went straight to Jesus and did exactly what he asked them to do because he cared for them. And so they, in turn, were uh, concerned as well for this slave. And so they go to Jesus and say, hey, this, this Roman centurion needs you to come and, and heal this slave. He's he, he's sick and he, he he's on his deathbed and he's going to die without you. And so uh, this is what happens in Luke six thirty two through thirty six. Well, this is going back in Luke six thirty two through thirty six. It's going back to uh, the Sermon on the Mount. This is and, and this is uh, what Jesus has said in the Sermon on the Mount. And I doubt that the, the Roman. A centurion heard this, but this is exactly uh, the heart and the attitude of the Roman centurion who was a Gentile. And this is what Jesus said in Luke 6, 32-36. He says, If you love only those who love you, why should you get the credit for that? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good only to those who do good to you, why should you get credit? Even sinners do that much. And if you lend money to only to those who can repay you, why should you get credit? Even sinners will lend to other sinners for a full return. Love your enemies. Do good to them. Lend to them without expecting to be repaid. Then your reward from heaven will be very great, and you will truly be acting as children of the Most High. 
for he is kind to those who are unthankful and wicked. You must be compassionate, just as your father is compassionate. And here Luke just hits us in the face in Luke chapter 7 with a great example of what Jesus was telling the Jewish people on the Sermon of the Mount, how we're to love our enemies and we are to be compassionate toward our enemies just like our Father in heaven is compassionate towards us. And that's exactly what this Roman centurion did. He was compassionate to the Jewish people by building them a synagogue and, and paying for it and, 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 and by caring for this slave, even though he was a slave. And, and, and slavery has been going on for a long time. And I'm not even going to get into slavery in, 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 in this podcast, but I just will briefly mention that slavery has been, been going on uh, since Genesis and Exodus, uh, if you remember, the, the 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 Hebrew people were slaves in Egypt, and so and that's all I'm going to say about slavery. But the, the, the these people in the Bible, many people had slaves, and and this guy, being a Roman centurion, a Gentile, was he loved this slave for whatever reason. He was he was compassionate toward him, and and he. He didn't want him to be sick, and he most certainly did not want his slave to die. And so uh, he hears about Jesus, and we'll talk more about that after break. Uh, but he sends these two elders to Jesus, asking Jesus to come to his house and to heal this, uh, this slave. And so he is practicing what Jesus was saying on the Sermon of the Mount about how the Jews should be toward their enemies, or toward, at least toward the, the Romans and toward the Gentiles, who they would see as their enemies. Be compassionate. And so as we go to break, I just want to ask you again, what do people say about you? What do people say about me? Do, do they see Jesus? Do they see an example of the Father? Or do they see like the religious leaders, like the Pharisees who Jesus has been sparring with, people who pretend you know, when, when they're out of the public, they show, they put on a show like they, you know, they love God. But deep inside, like Jesus said in Matthew 23, they're full of dead man's bones. You know, we're not fooling anybody. God, God knows, and that's the most important person that we should be uh, concerned with. But God knows. And, 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 you know, as they say, the cream will rise to the top. And if we're not being godly examples... The cream's going to rise to the top, and, and the truth will come forth. The truth will show at some point. When the light shines on, on us, we will be exposed for what we are. So we have to strive to be more like Jesus each and every day. And do people see that in us when we're in our daily lives, when we're away from our homes and we're out there in our communities, when we're at our jobs? Do people see Jesus in us? And so when we come back, we will uh, get into more of this this uh, um, this centurion, this Gentile, uh, hearing about Jesus and, and, and going and seeking Jesus through these two Jewish elders. We'll be right back. Hey guys, it's Dinah Grace Hawk, and I'm so excited that my new original Christmas single, He Is Jesus, is now available wherever you stream music. Be sure to give it a like and a share and follow me on any of the main social media or music platforms at Dinah Grace Hawk for more.
as I said, coming back from break, uh, we're talking about this Roman centurion who is an uh, officer in the Roman army. He, had, he is in a position of power. He can tell people what to do, and they do it. Um, and if they don't do it, you know, he has the ability to kill them because he's a man of power. And these people respected him, and, and he was a, a Roman, he was a Gentile, and he was a man in authority, but yet he showed great compassion, not only on his own people, but to the people that he was ruling over, uh, uh, the, the Jews in his area. And he had uh, spent his own money to build the people a synagogue. He, he obviously cares about this uh, slave who was a Jew. Uh, and so this man had a huge heart. He is already practicing or putting into practice those things that Jesus was telling the Jews in the Sermon on the Mount about how uh, the Father shows compassion and how we must show compassion just like the Father. And this guy is just, Luke introduces this guy here in Luke 7. He is just a great example of, of what it means to be living like Jesus in, in our modern day. Uh, and so uh, I want to point something out uh, that I think is very special uh, that happens here with uh, this Roman centurion. You know, people have been talking about Jesus since he cast out that demon way back in Luke chapter 4. You know, people are talking, it's word about Jesus is spreading like a wildfire all over Judea. Hundreds of people have come to him from all over that area and he healed every one of them that Luke told us. He healed everyone that came to him and they would go back to their homes and they would tell the people, their friends and their family and their neighborhoods about what Jesus did for them and the people could see uh, this person who was sick or this person who had a demon that are they're no longer sick and they no longer have a demon. They're completely healed. They're, they're completely different and so they would say, well, what happened to so-and-so? And, -so? and they said, this is what happened. We, we heard about this man, Jesus, and we went to Jesus, and he, he changed their life. He healed them. He cast this demon out for them. And so the, the message about Jesus has spread all over that area, all over uh, Judea. And so people are talking, and people are hearing about Jesus. And so what, what's the big deal uh, 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 about this, about people hearing about Jesus? Well, the centurion slave that he cared so much about was literally at the point of death. If, there, if, if a miracle didn't happen in this guy's life, he was dead. He was just as good as dead. And, and this Roman centurion was going to lose this slave, but not that it, it doesn't have anything to, to, I don't think, that it has anything to do with him being a slave and being an obedient slave. I believe that this centurion, this Roman centurion, this Gentile, really genuinely cares about this slave who is a, a Jew, and, and he has compassion on this person, and he loves this person, and he doesn't want this person to die. And maybe this person has a family, and this Roman centurion cares about his family, and, and, and they need their dad around, and this woman needs her husband around. And so uh, he deeply cares about this Roman, I mean, about this this Jewish slave. And then Luke chapter seven verse three says, "When the officer heard about Jesus, talking about the the Roman centurion, when he heard about Jesus, he sent some respected Jewish elders to ask him to come 
and heal the slave. Now, I want to point out a couple of things here. The first thing I want to point out is this. Someone, someone had to tell this Roman centurion about Jesus. He had to hear it somehow, some way. Somebody had to tell this Roman centurion about Jesus. Whether it was before Jesus had come to Capernaum, or maybe it's when he got back into Capernaum. But someone had to have a conversation with the centurion about Jesus. I, I, I know you're a respected man in this community. I know what you've done for us as Jews. But, but there's this guy named Jesus. And I know you, you, lo you love this slave. You have compassion on this man. You want to do something to help him. And, and I, I know that this person is going to die if... A miracle of God doesn't happen. And we have God walking around in the flesh, the Messiah. He's walking around here in our area. And if, and if you could just go to Jesus and, and, and just talk to Jesus about this, this man who is on his deathbed, literally, if you would just tell Jesus about him, maybe Jesus would come and, and, and heal this this slave. So the conversation would have had to, to be something like that. And they would use examples. He's he's open blind eyes. He's he's open deaf ears. He he's raised a, a a widow's son from the dead. He's he's done all these miracles. So if you could just get this slave to Jesus, or if you can get Jesus to come to this slave, Jesus could heal this guy. So somewhere down the line, someone had to tell this Roman officer, this centurion, this this Gentile who is in a place of authority, somebody had to tell this guy about Jesus and what Jesus could do. It was a message of hope. And that is what we, that is our primary, uh, I don't want to say job, but responsibility. People say all the time, I don't understand, I don't know what God wants me to do. This is what God wants you to do. He wants you to First, give your life to him, live for him, and tell others what he has done in your life. It's really that simple. Don't make, don't make things complicated. Don't make uh, serving God complicated. You give your life to Christ, you live for Christ, and you be an example of Christ, and you tell people what Christ has done in your life life. It's really that simple. Somebody had to tell this centurion about Jesus, who is the message of hope. The second thing I want to share with you is this. The centurion, who is a Gentile, and I've mentioned that several times, but, but it, it, it just drives home the point even more. But this centurion had to believe what he was told, and he had to have faith in Jesus. Now think about that for a second. This centurion, and I said from the very beginning of the podcast, you know, the people who have been coming to Jesus and who have been healed by Jesus and people are following Jesus, crowds go everywhere that Jesus goes. But these, these crowds, these people, they're Jews. This is a Gentile. This is a Roman. And not only is he a Roman, but he is a, in, a, in an army, and he is, is high up on the chain, and he is in a place of authority. And, and to tell this man about Jesus, and, 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 and men are stubborn, stubborn first of all, but, but especially people who are, are men who are in a place of authority, 
They're hard-headed. You can't tell them anything. They're, they're not going to admit that they have needs. But this guy does, and he opens up, and he hears somehow or another. He hears about Jesus and this miracle worker, and he had to have faith. He had to believe in what whoever told him the story about Jesus. He had to believe in Jesus. He had to have faith in what he was told, and he did. He did that. He, he, he didn't go to Jesus himself, but he sent two respected Jewish elders to Jesus, and they would ask Jesus to come to the centurion's house and to heal the slave. So one thing we must do is be the example of Jesus and tell people about Jesus and what he's done in our lives. The second thing that we have to do is on the receiving end of that, we have to believe what we're told. We have to have faith. Hebrews 11.1 1 talks about faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the things that are unseen. This guy had never seen Jesus, but he was told that Jesus has hope, that Jesus could heal this sick slave. And he believed it without see it, without seeing it, without ever meeting Jesus at all. And he didn't go to Jesus himself. He never saw Jesus. And we'll see that here in just a second. He never meets Jesus personally. But he sends for the, those two uh, Jewish elders to Jesus. And Jesus is going to come and heal this slave. How can people, how can people have hope? Think about that. How can people have hope if we don't tell them about Jesus and how he can help them in whatever situation they're facing? Romans 10, 14, and 15 says, how, But how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And, and, and that's what we just see here with this centurion. Uh, he heard and he believed that Jesus could do something, so he sends for Jesus, right? How can people call on Jesus to save them unless they believe in Jesus? That's what Paul's saying here in Romans 10, 14, and 15. How can they believe in Jesus if they never have heard about Jesus? How can they hear about Jesus? And it, Paul's saying him, but I'm putting Jesus in the place of him. How can they hear about Jesus unless somebody tells them about Jesus? And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? That is why the scriptures say, How beautiful are the feet of the messengers who bring good news. The good news is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. You know, feet are some of the ugliest things on our bodies. But if we look at the body of a person that is sharing, people, uh, is sharing Jesus with people, no matter how, no matter how nasty our feet are, how no, no matter how hairy, no matter how you know web-toed, uh, you know the fungus and the toenails, all that nasty, grody stuff that comes along with feet, right? But if if our if we are sharing Jesus with people, no matter how ugly our feet are, they're beautiful. They are beautiful. How beautiful are the feet of the messengers who bring good news you know you can have the body of an athlete and the most sculpted abs that you could have and, and the the big chest and and you know the big uh uh pythons the big biceps and, and triceps just you know just solid as a rock 
You could be the the hottest model on Instagram and, and, and have all this money from your modeling career, but you know what? If you're not sharing Jesus, you have ugly feet. Nobody wants to have ugly feet when you're the hot model, right? Or when you're the you're the, the sculpted athlete. So my question to you as we end today's podcast is this. What do your feet look like? What do your feet look like? My feet are ugly. Uh, but you know what? My feet are beautiful. Because I share Jesus. I share the hope that Jesus gives. And, and, and that's what I'm encouraging you to do with this podcast. Because it's called the Grinded Podcast. People are out there, on, including you and me, and we are challenged every day by decisions we make, the consequences from those decisions, people that are around us, uh, Satan is coming against us, and, and, and so we, we face life challenges each and every day, and this life is very difficult, and we need hope. We need Jesus, so we have to share Jesus. So the first thing I want to say is please share what Jesus has done in your life with the people that you're in contact with each and every day. And then if you are one of those people who hear about Jesus, listen. Listen to what's being told to you and let the Holy Spirit speak to you in your heart and open up your heart so that he can work in your life. Accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. And that you would have hope in your life like you have never had before. That you will have help in your life because Jesus has been here and done that. He has been tempted. He has been tried. He has gone through temptations after temptations when Satan would come against him. Uh, that, that time in, the, in, in the, uh, the wilderness was for a season. Seasons come and go. And so the Satan would come back and tempt Jesus over and over again. Jesus knows what you're going through, and he is the answer. He is your hope. He is my hope. He is our hope, and we need Jesus in our lives. Do you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior? If you don't, if uh, I pray that you, you would accept him into your life today, be baptized for the remission of your sins, and be filled with the Holy Spirit, and begin walking with Christ today. And if you need uh, to know uh, more about Jesus, you, if you're interested in, in, in becoming a Christian and becoming a Christ follower, then email me at thegroundedpodcast at gmail.com and I, I'll answer any questions that you have and I can help you find somebody in your area that would point you to Christ and that will walk alongside you in your journey with Christ. God bless you. You have a great day. Keep grinding. Thank you for listening to the Grinded Podcast today. May God bless you. If you have any comments or questions, you can email them to us at thegrinditpodcast at gmail.com. If you would like Randy to come and speak at your church or your next event, you can contact him through that same email address. Also, I would like to thank Jody Foster's Army, also known as JFA, for their song, Abba, as we use for our intro and our outro off their untitled 1984 album. May God bless you and remember, keep your eyes on Jesus and keep grinding.